0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Steven Arjun's Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Star Bakery and Mister Boy SG. Last episode, we discussed or actually we played the game called the Great Manchester United Quiz with MU Fan Arjun and Uday Sharma, and Arjun went out uh convincing winners of the the two of MU Fan that we have last week. So um. This week, in conjunction with the upcoming quarterfinals in UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League, we will now have our discussion and predictions for all the eight matches that are going to take place later this week. Once again, welcome Arjun back into the podcast. Arjun, welcome. Thank you, Stephen. Good to be back. (laughs) Alright, so... Manchester United managed to beat AC Milan yeah, into the <laughs> quarterfinals. And um, after after drawing two of the strongest opponents in the previous two rounds, I think uh, it, is, it is due time like, for MU to, to finally get an easier opponent this time round.
1: But
0: to be honest, it's uh, scarier. Getting an
1: easier opponent, I feel United always... Oh, how come? In cup games, I feel uh, United always
0: do better against uh, tougher opponents. Okay, but Granada... <clears throat> is, I think it's new in Europa League, so they've yeah. been experienced. But uh, without further ado, let's start today's this prediction and discussion for each and every matches. So we'll start off with the UEFA Champions League first. So the first match that I have here is um, Real Madrid against Liverpool. So this is uh, a replay of the 2018 UEFA Champions League final in Kiev, where Liverpool lost 3-1. <laughs> that match was uh, famous for Loris Carius, uh two inexplicable uh, yeah, yeah, mistakes that he gave Real Madrid two goals. And it's, it is also his last game for Liverpool lah, so far. So, um, to be honest, as a Liverpool fan, that match was quite evenly matched at the start of the game when Liverpool started off brightly. And the game changer was when Salah went off injured. Uh, I, I, I do not know so, whether. More so
1: yeah.
0: when Cariusz made the mistake and gifted Benzema the goal, that was really when the match turned on its head? Uh, no, actually, because. No, no. But when Salah went off injured, Real Madrid was starting to dominate already. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I think when Carlos made that mistake, it's kind of like Liverpool were hanging on to a new, new draw already. Lah. Okay. Because the substitute that we sent on after Salah went off injured was Adam Lallana. So we uh-huh. did not have a strong bench to compete against Real Madrid at that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who had uh, BBC, the you know, Ronaldo, yeah. Leo and Benzema. The country. Yeah, so that was Liverpool back then. So, of course, Real Madrid is not as strong as they were two years ago or three years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: So Real Madrid currently is Second, in the La Liga, uh, La Liga table, Liverpool is uh, a bit worse off. Six in APL. Uh, but now with Jogo Jota coming back, Fabinho coming back, I hope uh, there are more in terms of sharpness in attack and of course uh, defensive solidity uh, with Fabinho as a, as a CDM instead of a CD. Yeah, so my predictions here I put in as uh, Real Madrid 2 Liverpool 4 over two legs um, me as a Liverpool fan kind of swing the tie towards Liverpool in, fav- in favour of Liverpool of course but I am confident with Real Madrid not as strong as they were two years ago and the fact that Salah I feel that Salah will have a point to prove in this match in this tie considering he went off injured after after just about 20 minutes of play in the final two years ago. Yeah, so I put down as Real Madrid 2, Liverpool 4. And also the factor, into, uh, the factor in the fact that um, Real Madrid may not be playing their game in Spain due to the coronavirus um, protocol that the um, government has put in place. So probably we have to head to Hungary again for the away leg. Yeah, so that would probably uh, play into Liverpool's favour. Yeah. So the player to watch that I have put down here is um, Benzema, current Benzema for Real Madrid. Benzema is the one carrying the team now currently, I feel, now that Ronaldo and Bill has gone. And even though he is 35 years old, but he is still the the, 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 the leading man la, in terms of attack for Real Madrid. And for Liverpool, the player to watch is Mohamed Salah. Yeah, I believe you'll be fired up for this match against Sergio Ramos, and it will be an interesting battle between Ramos and Salah. Ajit, over to you.
1: Yeah, so uh, that was a good, pretty good analysis. Um, as a United fan, I, uh, although Liverpool are the rivals, but in this time, personally, I would rather Liverpool go through, because just because I feel Real Madrid has had too much success in the Champions League recently, and... Um, as football fans, we always don't want to see, unless you're a fan of the club, you always don't want to see one particular club dominating the competition. Having said that, um, Real Madrid are not in fantastic form, but are in decent form. Uh, they are second in La Liga. Uh, they have lost some players to injury and Hazard recently. Um, but their leader at the back, Sergio Ramos, has and it still is a rock at the back and has also been contributing goals. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I saw somewhere that Sergio Ramos is their second top scorer this season, behind current Benzema, which is amazing, uh, despite him being a centre-back. Besides that, Liverpool have also been in uh, bad form recently. Uh, They did recover uh, in the last two, three matches, if if I'm not mistaken, when Fabinho has been moved back to centre-midfield, but they've had enough cover at centre-back. However, I think Real Madrid will edge this tie over Liverpool. Uh, I have my score as Real Madrid 3 and to Liverpool 2. Um, and that is only because I think Salah will be fired up to prove a point. Uh, because earlier I had written it down as 3-1, but it, I, on second thought, I felt like Real Madrid won't dominate to that extent as they did in the final in Kiev in the later parts. So over two legs, I think Real Madrid will just edge in either on away goals
0: or three to
1: two. Yeah, so that's my prediction.
0: Mm, I mean, like I feel even if I'm not a Liverpool fan, I wouldn't mind Real Madrid going through because I don't think they have enough or uh, they have what it takes. The squad, I mean, to go mm-hmm. all the way to win the Champions League this season, as compared they had, as compared to previously when they dominated the Champions League. That's
1: yeah, true. I think
0: they haven't really replaced Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that's definitely fair. I mean, and, they bought yeah, Eden and... Hazard to sort of replace him, but it's not worked out for him.
0: He he, he has been injury-prone. Yeah, And I don't think he will be fit for, for the Liverpool match as well.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look like he's <laughs> going to be fit
0: in time. Yeah, and also the fact that uh, Real Madrid on paper is not as strong as PSG, City or even Bayern.
1: Uh, yes, to be honest, in, uh, among the eight teams in the quarterfinals in the Champions League, Arguably, Real Madrid is in the bottom half. I would definitely put the likes of Bayern, Man City, PSG, Chelsea, and even Dortmund above Real Madrid. On form, I would say Real Madrid is probably second or third last somewhere along with Liverpool, with Porto being the last, of course.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, agreed. All right. So, shall I move on to the second match? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so the second match I have here is Manchester City against Borussia Dortmund. So Manchester City is currently first place in the EPL 14 points ahead of second place Manchester United Dortmund on the other hand is fifth in Bundesliga 18 points off uh, uh, Bundesliga leader Bayern Munich Yeah so uh, so if you compare uh, the league table is again a, uh, is, is it is again a mismatch first against fifth in Bundesliga but uh, over two match I feel Dortmund has what it takes to at least give uh City a fight or, or run for their money. Um they have good individual players, Borussia Dortmund Uh and of course they have their talisman currently who is very much on form, Berlin Holland, uh, who is the youngest player to have scored about 25 Champions League goals, if I rem- remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in the history of Champions League. So um for this match, uh overall squad depth and first team, uh, first eleven, uh, quality I feel City is on top of Dortmund. However, the the the, the skill set and the quality of Holland can make a difference or and will make a difference. Uh, and based on the fact that Manchester City don't really have a a number nine a, a very good number nine, uh striker, whereas Dortmund has one. So I feel the, the 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 battle between, uh, Erling Holland and Ruben Diaz is crucial, is critical, uh, in this match. If I feel, if Manchester City can keep Holland quiet over two legs, then they'll win this match. Yeah. So um, on Manchester City's side, uh, their player to watch is Yuki Gundogan. I've been repeating this for the few episode now, for the past few episode now that, <laughs> yeah. Yun is currently the player on form and he proved again to be the player on form uh in the last match before the international international break where they beat um Everton 2-0 in the FA Cup quarterfinals. He's called again from a uh C A M position or CM position. Yeah, so he, he he is uh he he is the, the player to watch la, for, for City. Um for Dortmund side their player to watch will be Erling Holland. Uh, they the on, most on form striker currently in Europe, I feel. So, the, the, as I said earlier, the battle between the city defense and uh, the, the, the attacking prowess of Dortmund, Holland, Marco Royce, Jaden Sancho, should be exciting to watch. This match, I have my prediction in as City 3, Borussia Dortmund 2.
1: Okay. Arjun? Um... Similar analysis, although uh, slight difference in what I think is going to happen. Um, yeah, as a squad and as a starting level, I think Man City is stronger. Uh, their form as well has been fantastic. Forty points ahead in the Premier League It's not easy. Um, good centre back pairing, watertight defence currently. Uh, very good attack, all despite not having um, first choice number nine, where their wingers and midfielders has contributed a lot of goals. Like. Uh, when you said as well, Gundogan. Uh, on the other hand, Dortmund, leaky defense, but fantastic attack. I would say Haaland and the likes of Sancho, Royce have been dragging Dortmund through in certain matches this season. Um, and so I, I feel like this is going to be a high scoring match. Uh, although City has had a very good defensive record recently in the past, okay, I say recently, but I think it's been more than 10 matches where they are having a very good defensive record may be bettered only by Chelsea in the league, uh, since Dushel took over. So I still think Haaland will breach that defense. Uh, and I'll go even further to say that I think Haaland will score a hat-trick. Um, and Haaland, Sacho and Royce are going to wreck havoc on City's defense. But Man City is still going to be too strong to overcome. So I think I have my score as Man City 5, Dortmund 3, with Haaland scoring a
0: hat-trick over two legs. I thought you said that we would have uh, the outcome will be different from mine.
1: Uh outcome is not different, but score is different.
0: Uh <laughs> oh, I, I yeah, think, there'll, will be you think it'll be,
1: there'll
0: be more goals. Oh, uh, you think there'll be more goals? All right, all depends right. And like what you say depends
1: if City is able to keep Halland quiet, which I highly doubt it. Not hmm. very, very few teams have been able to keep Halan quiet. But yes. the Dortmund leaky defense is gonna
0: let them down for sure. Yeah, so. that, 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 that's true. That's true. Uh, I feel I feel Dortmund. Won't be able to cope with cities, uh, uh, those uh, precision passing in the final third, yes, and the domination
1: of the ball, yeah,
0: the yeah,
1: pass, pass, True.
0: pass, I don't break, break the teams yeah. down, yeah, they won't be able to cope with that. The, the, the kind of tiki taka play that that Guardia is famous for, lah. yes. All right, the third match that we have here is Bayern Munich against PSG, literally, the. The, the match of the tie the match of the final tie yeah one wow for touring uh bayern bayern munich first place in bundesliga 4 points ahead of rb leipzig psg is second place uh, they are in the title race for first time in a long time second place 3 points behind Liu. and for this match uh, both are the the, the 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 i would say the the, the strongest team la. Uh, of uh, all, the, all the remaining eight teams. And it was quite surprising to see both of them being drawn together because they are the top two teams of all the eight teams. Uh. Yeah, so because of this, I would predict this will be a high scoring match, provided the, the, the amount of attacking talent that we have in this match from Sane, Gnabry, Lewandowski, Muller, uh, Mbappe, and Neymar. Yeah, so we have, I just named six players. Yeah, so Bayern, Bayern Munich, very strong, very dominant since Hansi Flick took over. Uh, is, I would say, he, he made the most drastic difference to a team uh, that I have seen so far, ever since I started in football. I still remember when Nico Kovac was Bayern's boss. And they were they were losing the league, they were chasing 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 the league leaders. Uh, they wasn't doing well. Um, but once he took over, they won the league, they won the UCL. And before the international break, Lewandowski scored a hat trick against Stuttgart. They won 4-0, even though the they went down to 10 men after Alfonso Davis was sent off in the first half. <coughs> Excuse me, in the first half. So uh, uh, this kind of domination and this kind of um, uh, drastic change in play, um, uh, I have not seen this before. So I believe the manager reserves a lot of credit, they are the uh, They are the defending champion and again, this season, they have been strong. They, they beat Lazio over two legs, I think 6-2, if I'm not mistaken. PSG, on the other hand, had a resounding victory over Barcelona, even though Barcelona this season is not as strong as previously. After the after Suarez left, Neymar left, Messi uh, handing and transfer transfer requests uh, last season. So, but they are still dominant even without Neymar over the two legs against Barcelona. Uh, Mbappe is currently the player to watch for me. So, I feel for this match, the the the, the crucial battle is in between. Robert Lewandowski against Kylian Mbappe. Uh, which striker can score more goals or can dominate in the final third will come out on top. Their team will come out on top eventually, I feel. So again, as I said previously, this I predict this to be a high-scoring match given the fact that even though the fact that uh, last season, the final, we see that Bayern only win 1-0. But, you know, as we said earlier, uh, as we said previously, or as we know, finals are uh, KG affair. Teams tend to be more careful, but this one, provided that it's so, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tie over two legs, I feel they will be more open to attack. Hence, I think that it's a more high-scoring affair. I have I have my prediction in as Bayern 5, PSG4. Arjun? Yeah, again, uh, my prediction is a similar outcome but a different score. Uh I completely agree with your analysis. Hence,
1: it has completely transformed this Bayern team. Um uh, and it was amazing to see one of the stats where he had more trophies than number of losses. How do you even have a stat like that? That's insane. say, I don't think even Pep Guardiola in the season that you won six or seven trophies with Barcelona and that kind of stat. Um, so that goes to show how dominant this Bayern team is, how good they are in every department. Uh, so overall, I think Bayern will have too much for PSG and Bayern will definitely go through. PSG needs Mbappe and Neymar to be on form. PSG's defense is not very solid, um, as could be seen in the games against United as well, Man United in the group stage. Uh, They are beatable, and Man United showed everyone that. uh, PSG's defense are not world-class, I would say. They are always bailed out by the attack, and they absolutely need Mbappe and Neymar on top form. If Bayern are able to keep Mbappe and Neymar even half quiet, they have won the tie. And so I don't think PSG will have enough to overcome Bayern. In fact, I think Bayern will dominate so much to the extent that it will be a high-scoring um, tie. And over two legs, I think Bayern will prevail 7-4 to four against PSG.
0: Also a high-scoring affair? Yes. Yeah.
1: Because, because I just feel like over two legs, Bayern will score 7 goals. I feel like even Lovarovsky himself can score 3 or 4 of those goals.
0: Do you think PSG has a shaky defence though? I feel so,
1: because uh, especially since Thiago Silva left, I don't think they have a very strong leader at the back. Uh, Marquinhos has been the captain, but he's not as good as a leader as Thiago Silva in organising the defence. And Marquinhos has been sometimes played out of position in centre-defensive midfield. And they put Kimbembe at the back. Uh, I forgot what was the name of the other centre-back, but Overall, the defense doesn't look as strong as maybe uh, even like Liverpool when Mettang and Gomez is uh, fifth. It's not as strong as Liverpool. It's not as strong as Real Madrid. It's not definitely not as strong as Bayern. Not as strong as Man City. So I don't think they have a good enough defense to win the Champions League or even to overcome the current champions of the Champions League by winning. Maybe if they were against a team like Porto, uh, or even Dortmund, I might see them going through, but definitely
0: not against Bayern. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I think they are strong this season, but they were unlucky to throw Bayern I feel. Yes, <laughs> but, but Pochettino is now the manager of PSG. He is a good manager, you know. Yeah. The last time I think the last time it was Tuchel. So yeah. Yeah. I think so this
1: side came a bit too soon for Pochettino. I don't think he's been able a difference. Yes, yeah. he hasn't been able to make his mark yet. He needs a bit more time before he draws such a big time. He's a, definitely he's unlucky. I would say that. Uh, I yeah, yeah, I was yeah. actually looking forward to having Man City versus Bayern because mm. I don't think I uh, Bayern is definitely the strongest team, but mm. second strongest team I think Man City is stronger than PSG this season. So I was actually
0: looking forward to Bayern versus Man City. We might still see it in maybe the semi-final, but let's see. Yeah, uh, but, but you will have that in the semi-final like, if they both yeah. progress. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the fourth match. Porto against Chelsea um i think chelsea got lucky with this, this draw they got <laughs> porto i i mean i mean whoever drew porto would be considered lucky would consider themselves lucky lah. yeah however porto having knocked out juventus in the previous round porto currently are second in the portuguese league but having said that porto are 10 points behind sporting lisbon though in the portuguese league even though they have that, just uh, knocked out um the mighty uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's Juventus. yeah. Um, Chelsea, on the other hand, fourth fourth place in a very competitive Premier League this season. They are 20, point, 20 points behind Manchester City. But uh, on paper, I feel Chelsea is still stronger than Porto. Um, so this Porto side, again, I have to give credit to the manager, Sergio Conce self If I pronounce his name correctly, (laughs) yeah, Um, from what I understand, Porto has been a selling club uh, for the past few seasons, and yet he managed to lead the team uh, into two quarterfinals um, in three years. This is the second quarterfinal uh, in the past three seasons. Yeah, so uh, good job, good job uh, from the manager uh, to lead his team again into the quarterfinals. And the last quarter-final, they, they lost against Liverpool. So this one, again, the English club against Chelsea. Um, I feel it's a mismatch in terms of quality. Uh, I feel for this one, I, I have my prediction down as a Chelsea win because currently Chelsea is on form after Tuchel take over. I think uh, on hindsight, it was a good decision by Chelsea management to, 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 to I would say, to sack Frank Lampard. Back then, uh, when Chelsea was a bit off form and 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 they saw the opportunity to bring in to who was unemployed back then after being sacked by PSG. Yeah, currently Chelsea is currently the form team in Premier League so far. Mendy is Mandy is on form, the Mason Mount's on form, and uh, I think the defense is quite good as well. Uh, I, I read somewhere where Mandy has more clean sheet than Go considered, which is which is wonderful for for, for Chelsea. Yeah, so um, my player to watch for Porto is Pepe, the ex-Real Madrid defender. Uh, because even at such an uh, such an old age, he he managed to lead the defence to keep Juventus out uh, over two legs and actually beat them over two legs on uh, away goals. Uh. Yeah, so his experience would count in this match. Uh, Phil Pepe uh, being a Champions League winner as well with Real Madrid. Uh, the player to watch for Chelsea I have down here is uh, Edward Mendy, the goalkeeper for Chelsea. Um, I think he kept out a lot of goal-bound shots from Atletico in the previous round. So if he's on form, which he currently is, um, it'll be quite hard for, for, for Porto to penetrate penetrate the goal. My predictions here is Porto new Chelsea trade. Arjun? Yeah. So again, once again, good analysis, agree with the outcome. Uh, I think Chelsea, no offense to Porto, but I think Chelsea have been the
1: luckiest team in this quarterfinals to draw Porto. Uh, It's definitely the easiest team of the lot, uh, which is saying a lot because the teams in the quarterfinal are usually really, really strong. However, this Moto team have knocked out Juventus, Cristiano Ronaldo's Juventus. They managed to keep Cristiano Ronaldo quiet over two legs, which is amazing. Uh, thanks, all thanks to the superb performance by Pepe. I saw uh, an interview where Rio Ferdinand said, every young defender should watch Pepe's performance against Juventus over two legs to know what is required to be a cent- world-class centre-back. Uh, so I think if... It, would be a task for Chelsea to try to penetrate Porto's defence. Uh, however, I don't see Porto scoring that many goals against Chelsea to be able to progress. Uh, definitely, uh, I mean, speaking about Porto, I have to speak about Chelsea as well. Definitely the progress under Tuchel has been amazing. Again, well, like you said, a uh, good decision to sack Lampard, because I find myself thinking if, it, if this was still
0: Frank Lampard's Chelsea, I might have actually put that, uh, Porto down for a win. I would have credited Porto for a win just because they were so inconsistent. But two Chelsea. I think if this was, I think if this was Frank Lampard Chelsea, it would be Porto against Atlético.
1: <laughs> good
0: point. Good point.
1: Chelsea might not have been here. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah. So that goes to show how far Chelsea has come. And under show definitely defensively solid. So, but I think Porto has the odd goal in them. So just because of that, I'm gonna put down Chelsea three, Porto one. Um. I think Porto might get a goal from somewhere, from a set piece maybe. And Pepe might, won't be enough to prevent Chelsea scoring goals. I think Chelsea will score three times. Uh, agree with what you said as well. So Chelsea 3 Porto one that's my prediction.
0: All right. All right, now that concludes our predictions for Champions League, we will now move on to Europa League. So the first match that we have here is Arsenal against Slavia Prague from Czech. Public, um, Arsenal currently 10 in the Premier League. Um, Slava Prague is first um, in their league, 14 points ahead of the second place team. Um, Slava Prague, uh, haven't have having beat uh, knocked up uh, Rangers from, from, from Scotland the last round. Uh, I think this is a good draw for Arsenal, uh, given the fact that they they avoided Manchester United. Ajax, Roma, who I feel is stronger than Stavra. Um, Arsenal were very convincing in the last round, I would say. Even though they did lose the first second leg, one nil at home, but their away league victory in the first leg against Olympiacos, they won 3-1 away with three away goals. So, uh, I-, I don't think they sneak through but I think they were quite dominant in terms of the performance. Three away goals. Even though even if uh were to win two new at Emirates, they still would will not go through due to the away goals rules. So um so Arsenal were, were, were good in the last round, I feel. Mm. Even though their domestic form is uh, is uh, not as uh, not as good as they wish for, currently 10th place in the Premier League. But I feel this season, under Mikel Arteta, um, they have the quality to do well. Uh, I actually, I actually feel that they have, they have, they have the quality to go all the way to the final, uh, like what happened two seasons ago against Chelsea. So they, they, have the quality. It's just that whether or not the team, the Arsenal team, would turn out to perform, because you know Arsenal, one day you you don't know what you're gonna get. You know, one day you have a good Arsenal, one day you have a bad Arsenal. So. One of the players that signifies or uh, is signifies this kind of performance or this kind of description is David Lewis. So I have him down as my player to watch for this tie for Arsenal. If we have the world class David Lewis, if the world class David Lewis turns up, then I feel Slavia has no chance. Yeah. But if the you know the arrow prone, the the red card David Lewis turns up, then. Arsenal may be in trouble for this tie. Yeah, and we may be in in, in for a shot. So, for the player to watch for Slavia is uh, uh, a youngster named Abdullah Sima from Senegal. He has four goals in eight games in the Europa League and 11 goals in 14 games in, in, the, in the league for Slavia. So, quite young but quite, quite little as well in front of goal. The striker. The striker, yeah. So, so my prediction down is Arsenal three, Slavia one. Arjun,
1: okay. Um, yeah, agree with your assessment on Slavia as well. A Pretty decent Slavia team, having knocked out uh, a very good Rangers team who have just won the Scottish Championship under Stephen Gerrard as well, uh,
0: ending Celtic's dominance. I think uh, nine of nine straight league titles. Yeah, yeah. So this this season, Chelsea. Uh, this, this season, Celtic was aiming for for ten in a row.
1: Yeah. So Rangers having ended that very good form, very good Rangers side, and Flavia Praha managed to beat them despite a uh, racism, controversial racism incident. Uh. Anyway, speaking about Arsenal, they are like Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, if you have read the classic English literature, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, it's about it's about a top. It's about a man who's a regular doctor in the daytime and turns into a monster at night. So that sort of signifies Arsenal, where, like you said, you don't know which Arsenal is going to turn up. Uh, One day, Arsenal is going to play amazing, beautiful football, or dominate and win football matches. And the next day, they're going to make silly mistakes, give away goals, defensive mistakes, and things like that. Uh, And even in the last time, yes, first leg they were amazing. But they lost the second leg at home, 1-0 against Olympiacos. So I kind of feel like this is what is their pattern. If they lose the first leg, they're going to turn up for the second leg and win it, just when everyone thinks they're going to lose. But if they win the first leg, they're probably going to lose the second leg just because they're overconfident, just like what happened in the first leg. Having said that, I think Arsenal have just enough quality to maybe edge Slavia Braha. And I think I have a prediction, Arsenal 3, Slavia 3, with Arsenal to go through on away goals. Uh, just because I think If what happened in the previous league, similar to what happened in the previous league, might happen again. 3-1, Arsenal winning 3-1 away by losing 2-0 at home or something of the sort. Uh, Ensuring that Arsenal
0: go through one away goals,
1: but not outright. Yeah, so that's my prediction.
0: All right, next match uh, is Arjun's match. Granada against Manchester United. Granada is currently mid-table in the La Liga. Uh, Spanish League They yeah, are eight uh, not very good I feel uh, I'm actually surprised that Granada did come this far in the Europa League this season uh, having uh, no memory of them performing that well for the previous few seasons MU on the other hand is quite high second place in the Premier League table so this this is a good season uh, MU, MU I feel this is a good season for MU to actually uh, uh, go and have a shot to win the Europa League, considering the fact that City is so far in front in the Premier League and MU has the Champions League qualification secured, having been in second place. So so, so, so for this match, I, I, my prediction is an MU victory. Considering that Granada is mid-table, and number two, Granada is, it may, may be inexperienced, this far in the competition. Yeah, so um my player to watch for this game was uh is Roboto Soldado for Granada. The expert striker is currently in Granada and they are the top scorer this season, soldado. And for MU is none other than Bruno Fernandez. He is the conductor of the whole Manchester United team. So if he plays well, MU will win. My prediction here is uh, Granada new, MU four. Uh, Arjun, I'll leave the detailed uh, analysis to you for this match. Oh, oh, that
1: was quite optimistic. I, I was going to be more skeptical. So anyway, yes, Grunana, uh, not very, um, haven't heard the name too often of praise of them or things like that. Uh, probably didn't really expect them to make it this far, like what you said. Uh, I'll go one better to say that MU probably had the luckiest draw in Europa League uh, at this stage. Um, uh, of course, having drawn two hard draws in the two previous uh, uh, rounds, round of 32 and round of 16, so they probably deserve an easier draw. Uh, United, on the other hand, uh, do have an odd defensive mistake in them. For example, they recently beat Manchester City, who first place and flying on form. Uh, I think they had they snapped Man City's unbeaten streak. However, a uh, few weeks ago, they lost to basement boys Sheffield United who have been on terrible form. So United do have the odd slip up to um, teams who are not doing so well. Although they also have the capability to beat teams who are doing very well. So it's quite a frustrating thing to see as a United fan, because you know that United is capable of beating most teams on their day, but they have the occasional slip up. Uh, However, against Granada, of course, I think United are going to go through. It's just that I think Granada is going to score, because of the defensive mistake. So I think United will win 4 to 2. I think Granada might score 2 twice. Um, just because I think um, recently in the Champions League and Europa League, United have considered to the likes of Istanbul, Pasak have considered to the likes of young boys, teams who you don't expect to score against um, an English Premier League team who's in Champions League sports or even Europa League sports. So yeah, I think United. All concede, but they'll definitely
0: have enough to go through. So four-two to United. Four-two to United. All right. Yeah. Okay. Good analysis. Analysis there. Um, next match is IX uh, against AS Roma, Italian team AS Roma. So IX currently is first in the Dutch league. Um, Roma is sixth in Serie A. IX uh, is eight points ahead of the second place team, and uh, Roma is fifteen points behind league leaders Inter Milan. Uh, Roma kind of dropped off a bit this season uh, uh, they're not as good as they were previously um, but Ajax having having dropped into the Europa League from they were in the same group with Liverpool this season in the Champions League and they have quite a few uh, exciting young players uh, this season yeah but however their talisman this season is 30, 30, 32 years old 33 years old Lusan Thaddeus, the ex-Southampton striker. Yeah. He has 12 goals and 12 assists in 23 starts in the Dutch League. So, he's quite on form at the moment. Uh, leading the line from the front. Mm. But I feel Roma has uh, uh, the experience in the Euro-, uh, Euro the European stage, the latest stage of the Euro- Europa League, to help them to go through in this tie. Um the player to watch for Ajax is Dusan Tadic, and the player to watch for Roma I have down here is Borja Mayoral, the striker from Real Madrid on loan from Real Madrid. Um, in fact, uh, in recent matches, Edin Zeco is, is being put to the bench and Mayoral is a start, their starting striker. He currently has nine uh seven goals and two assists in ten appearances in the Europa League. So uh my prediction here is Ajax two, AS Roma four.
1: Okay, so uh, Ajax, once again, in good form in the Dutch league, Roma not doing too well in the Italian league, they have dropped off, as you said. Overall this season as well, I feel like Italian clubs have not done so well in, in Europe. Juventus were beaten by Porto, AC Milan were just beaten by United. Um, overall this season, it feels like Italian clubs are on a slump. Similar to how English clubs won a slum a few seasons ago. Having said that as well, IX is a very good IX team, young IX team, other than their tennis man, I think well, IX have a very good system as well, uh, following the teachings of Cruyff, Cruyff football, um, having as their um, sporting director as well. I think IX might just win this over Roma just because I think. Um, because of the form, uh, Roma not doing too well, Italian football not doing too well as a whole. So I think Ajax will win 3 to Roma too. Uh, just edge it over Roma and we'll go through. But I I wouldn't beg Ajax to go all the way to the final. Mm,
0: Alright, okay. Alright, um... Considering the fact that Ajax or the winner from Ajax and Roma will play Manchester United in the semi-finals right. <laughs> Is that why you say Ajax won't go to the final?
1: Um yes. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> really. But also uh, I mean even if they get past United,
1: uh, the other semis has Arsenal or potentially Villarreal who I don't think they can beat either one of them. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, move on to the last match of the uh, Europa League Dinamo Zagreb against uh, Villarreal. Uh, Dinamo is currently second in the league, and Villarreal is seventh in the La Liga league table. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb, uh, we all know what happened last round. They, 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 they did well. Their, I think their, their, their manager was sentenced to jail and had to resign in between the two leagues where they were two new down in the first leg, yeah, after a hurricane double, and yet they still came together and managed to overturn the tie three new and and, and knock, knock, knock Spurs out of the Europa League. And currently, Spurs is you know in a quiet crisis. There are talks of Mourinho being set, yeah. So, what they did last round was incredible. So, this round, um, I feel they are, they are lucky that they avoided the big guns like MU and Arsenal, Villarreal. Um, drawing against Villarreal gives them a, a good chance to, 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 to progress into the semi final, given the fact that Villarreal is uh, not as strong as Perth, not as strong as the, the, the team that they faced in the last round. So they have a chance in this game. However, Villarreal uh, is an experienced team in the Europa League, I would say. They have been there, even though they have not gone as far as you know in the semis or in the final but they have been consistently present in the Europa League, I would say. Yeah, so the player to watch that I have is for Dinamo is Mislav Orsic, the striker who scored a hat-trick against Spurs in the last round. And for Villarreal, their player to watch is Gerard Moreno. He has 15 goals in the league and 4 goals in the Europa League as well. Um, For this match, my prediction is Villarreal to go through. I have Dinamo 1, Tree. Ajun? Yeah, so a very similar prediction as well. EMO um, played their heart out in the last match against Spurs, got a fantastic result, overturned the tie. However, the
1: fundamentals where the manager's jail, and I read that the their sporting director ran away um, due to being chased by thugs. I think something like that. So they are also a club, club in management crisis. Um, So I think that was a one-off against Spurs. It will be very hard for them to repeat those performances against Villarreal. Even the manager missing, the morale will be quite low. morale will be high because they beat Spurs, but in terms of not having the manager there, I don't think they'll have uh, someone to cheer them on as well. So I think Villarreal will be too strong for them. I have Villarreal for Dynamo
0: 1. All right. I mean, all in all, uh, eight very mouth-watering and exciting ties to look forward to. I mean, as a fan, we are all looking forward towards, even though I'm not a Bayern fan or PSG fan, I'm even looking to uh, forward towards that match as a neutral, especially in a UCL. I feel that this is the first time in a long time that we have eight strong teams in a uh, UEFA Champions League uh, quarterfinals. Right. Yes, so, I agree. I'm also looking
1: forward to Bayern PSG. City Dortmund, Madrid-Liverpool, all the
0: ties are out for the heavyweight ties. Yeah, yeah, I mean like, you know, yeah, all heavyweight ties and we have a few replays of the final. Yeah, Madrid against Liverpool, PSG against Bayern. Yeah, yeah, so, this season is very exciting. Yes. I think it's probably one of City's best chances to reach the semi-final.
1: Um... Yes. It's First time in I'm going going for them to
0: reach the final, i am say. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: if
0: they do reach the final, I think they are win it. Because they would have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, as a Liverpool fan, I think we got lucky la, in the sense that, you know, our our route to final is not that hard. In the sense yeah. that we avoided City, PSG, and Bayern. That's three true. three top teams. Yeah.
1: And yeah. in a so way, is, you'll be hoping
0: uh, for two wins against Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, 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 of course, of course. And and uh, we always say to be the best, you have to beat the best. But in actual fact, like what I said earlier, we only need to beat one out of City, Bayern and PSG in the final. That's true. If Liverpool were to win the Champions League, I would say. Yeah. All right. Uh, listeners, I think that concludes this episode of predictions for the upcoming UEFA Champions League and Europa League uh, quarterfinal ties. Again, if you have any comments or any suggestion that you want us to do, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram. My Instagram is at on. That is at S T E P H E N underscore r-o-c-k underscore o-n. And Arjun's Instagram is at Ruven Arjun. That is at r-v-a-n-a-r-j-u-n. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Mr. Wall SG. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.